I know you guys are well into preparing for Western Kentucky, but I wanted to ask about the challenge of of getting things set when you're facing something unique because you never know when somebody's going to pull out something different. Obviously, Texas State did it with their formations, you know, kind of doing things a little bit different. What's that like during a game to have to try and make those adjustments and make sure guys understand what their assignments are? That's complete panic, you know. <laughs> and so trying to figure out a way to identify, first of all, as well as just uh, get our boys to settle down and play play sound football. And there's we, we've got we've got a plan for it. We practice it every week. But um, the, when they ended up coming out in it, thought that the boys responded and checked to what we normally do. But just uh, our alignments, there was a problem within alignment. And, uh, we, you know, we gave up a couple of those RPOs. And so once we changed it, um, what we were doing mid drive felt like we shut them down. Um, and you know, the, the touchdown came on just regular football. It was a uh, third and 15. They went, they came out in regular formation and, and they ended up just scrambling out of there and finding somebody deep. But after that, you know, in the middle of the first drive, I thought our boys settled down and, and played better. Do you enjoy that challenge? Just the, the chess match side of it, you know, just, okay, they're going to throw something new at me. How do I prepare for it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think there's uh um, you know, and anybody that that uh, coaches loves that part of the game, just feeling like you've you've got got something on somebody, you know, or uh, you know, uh, defensively, it's uh, feeling like somebody's trying to do something, and you 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 you're able to stop it or or uh, kind of respond the right way. <clears throat> I think there's there's definitely some um, some of that going on, and that's just the nature of the uh, the competitiveness between the coaches and the game and. And, uh, you know, with all the sportsmanship and everything going on, but there's definitely part of that when you're a coach. Hey, Elisa, I noticed after Jared Capisi made that interception, his teammates were just overjoyed. What is it about? Is he one of the more popular players on the team or was it the circumstances? Just what, what led to that? I, I think that's more uh, uh, that's more of just the the locker room. I mean, the boys, they they uh, they're a really tight, tight knit group. Um, they all care about each other, you know, and there's there's competitiveness and stuff that goes on between the offense and defense. But when a when a when a kid gets an opportunity uh, to come in and make a play, I mean, everybody on the team's excited for him. And so that's I think it's, it was more of just the close knit uh, the group and and uh, those guys celebrating him. So he he actually played quite a bit against Houston, kind of rotating with Zane. Has he just earned that from his work in practice? that playing time yeah yeah for sure he's he's moved around different spots he, he played majority of his time here with us as a corner um you know there was a need for for a safety and he came in and do, did a really good job and and uh, continues to do a good job and so he'll he'll see some significant time as a backup to zane right now Lice, I wanted to ask you in terms of your guys' defensive line. We've seen Kyrus out of the out of the alignment against Houston. We saw guys like Caden Hawes fill in. How deep do you feel this unit is overall? That's a good question. You know, we we feel pretty good about going to a three deep and all those guys playing in a game. Um, you know, obviously losing losing a guy that like Kyrus is is a big deal, but. If you you have guys like Caden that can that can step in as backups and and do a really good job, I mean that's just um, we, I, th I think we've got a lot of good players at the D line spot. You know we've uh, you know you guys all know Caden was an offensive lineman before, but um, we've we've got other guys that have stepped in and has a, have have a good story. You know Zach Daw with his 
you know, almost hanging up football, coming back and walking on to to being a, a significant contribu- contributor as well as just some of these other guys that are really finding their way. You know, uh, Gabe Summers is another one. I mean, Gabe, uh, as we as we looked at him in the fall for last year to the to now, I mean, he we felt like he's a guy that has a has a role with pass rush, but. Um, in the last couple of games, he's really come on as just a guy that can play every down, good against the run, good against the pass, and and another significant contributor that's going to end up being a scholarship guy. I also wanted to ask you, in terms of what you've seen from Western Kentucky, are they similar to anybody you guys have faced this year, or are they a, com- a completely new type of system? No, they're, they're, they're similar. Um, shoot, I have a hard time going back after we leave. Um, schematically, it's it's a lot of really eleven personnel, um, and the stuff that you see in eleven personnel, everybody does, and so they're really similar. The only difference is I think they have more of a running quarterback uh, than anybody else that we faced. Uh, their quarterback has a lot of ability. When we pull up the big play cut up um, of them, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the big plays that they end up getting are because the quarterback can take off in the middle of pass and scramble. So we've got to we've got to try to find a way to keep them bottled up. We've talked before, you know, last year and and in prior years about the investment that was being made on the defense, playing a lot of young guys that earned the playing time, but there were some inexperienced mistakes that went along with it. How rewarding is it to see maybe some of that, you know, kind of pay off this year, some of that investment pay off? Because it just seems like you're more flexible. You've got a lot of guys that can play in a lot of different positions. It seems like maybe that payoff is finally starting to happen. So I just wondered how rewarding it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, year five for Kalani, um, and I think, and I think here more than anywhere else, um, getting getting guys into the program, developing them, getting young guys reps. But the, with the mission program and and how we lose half of our class and and uh, you know get those guys back, and they need another year to prep, and then they have a redshirt year, and then they start playing a year. I mean, that's. We're, we're three, four years in before we see some, I mean, Tyler Batty, right? I mean, he was, Tyler Batty was in one of our earlier classes when we were here as a staff. And it takes a while for us to really start to see uh, dividends from, from some of the work put in before. But, you know, particularly in the corner spot, those guys come in and they play young. Um, you know, we see, we're seeing Michael Harper now play. And he's going to be a really good player for the next couple of years uh, because because of the time that he's getting now. But there's... It's it's really nice. It's really nice to see uh, see some guys start to pay off and feel like we're playing with a little bit more of a veteran group. But we're playing with a veteran group with still a lot of young underclassmen, and you know we're not we're not as senior heavy um, with this COVID thing. And guys with having an opportunity to come back, it makes it even better because we have a lot of guys, their seniors that may come back. Yeah, Lisa, just real quick on the Tyler Batty front and Keenan Pugh, is it still day by day for you guys with those two? Yeah. Okay. Yep, still dead by day. And then I had one other question for you. In terms of the linebacker alignments, we see a lot of guys filtering in and out just throughout games. Guys like Kavika Fanua come in for another guy in that linebacking core. How confusing is that for you, considering you're up in the box and you're trying to coordinate, okay, we need this guy on the field, et cetera? It, there's, there's a lot of coordination that goes into it. Uh, you know, the backers coaches do a really good job um, with Kalani and, and uh, the assistants that help him out. Um, you know, it's it's uh, really just a mostly lies on Kalani and, and uh, the way that they end up rotating certain guys. You know, we've got it's it's when we get when you get guys that are playing uh, two different positions, but they're in two different rooms. That that becomes harder. You know, Coach Lamb uh, coaches the Nichols and and what we call the Jacks, and just recently the Jacks are moving to my room, and so there's the that that's where things kind of start. You know, get complicated. 
with the amount of positions they play because uh, uh, trying to get on the same page, the language that we've used. And so, you know, a Jack like uh, Max Tooley, who's been with Coach Lamb for the majority of the season, all of a sudden with me, and, uh, you know, the schemes have all been the same and the language hopefully has been the same, but but it's a little bit different me coaching him than, than Coach Lamb. And so trying to trying to do that has probably been the biggest challenge. And, uh, you know, Peyton Wilgar is probably the most um, – versatile player you know he can he can play in any of those positions and so he's gone from the flash to the jack to the mic to the rover and and uh you know does a really good job but he's kind of settled in now with keenan out at the mic spot and and uh you know we'll roll with that but it it, it does take a lot of coordination between all the coaches and getting the players on the same page